0: So I'm just visiting Blender Magazine's list of the 50 worst songs of all time, and I'm I'm reading through this list, and I I have issue with what they consider the the worst songs. Some of the songs on on this list are are, are very terrible, but there are a number that we have done episodes on, and the song we're doing today, Two Princes by Spin Doctors, makes it on this list at number 21,
1: which I'm going to
0: disagree with.
1: Also, Rolling Stone's top 10 worst bands of the 90s has Spin Doctors at number 8.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm going to disagree with that. There are a lot of other terrible, terrible bands out there. The one thing I will agree with Blender is that Starships We Built the City is objectively a terrible song, so...
1: Well, with them putting two princes in as a bad song, says so all we need to know about the rest of their opinion. Yeah. That's of course, true. I don't want to say that says something about your opinion, too, but okay. <laughs> I'm going to read a quotation from a famous film, the award winning Dark Knight. It says, You either die a hero or you live long enough to see yourself become the villain. And that's what happens when you get a lot of radio play. Also, I'm going to add to it, but if you live even longer, You become a legend. And that's what we're talking about today. The legend of the spin doctors? The legend of two princes. The legend of two princes.
0: Gotcha. The band Spin Doctors comes out of uh, New York City. I think they they more or less formed around 1989, right? Yeah. Um, I think they've probably had other uh, musical interests prior to that, but the band started in '89, and their first album, Pocket Full of Kryptonite, is, is the album that Two Princes comes off of. But a bit of a shock: uh, John Popper, so the lead singer and harmonica player from the Blues Travelers, was originally in in Spin Doctors too.
1: Yeah, they're at the same school of music. So, lead singer Chris Barron and John Popper were both in school together, as well as I think a couple other members of the band too. And Chris Barron, lead singer of the band, when he came to the school of music, his plan was just to get get a band started and drop out. That oh, okay. was his plan. He says his brother was much smarter than he was academically and he didn't yeah. want to screw his brother over, and made sure there's money for him from his father. Yeah, yeah. So, within the first semester, it sounds like they got together as a group. John Popper's in there. They're called, what was it called? The Trucking uh, Company? Uh, yeah, Trucking Company, yeah. Right. And so, you have Aaron Comes and Eric Shankman is from Toronto.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so. That's
1: right. And he's the guitar player, Aaron the drums, and then they ended up having Mark White as a bassist once they formed as the official Spin Doctors. Yeah. Very popular on the bar band circuit. Yeah. And it sounds like things were tight, like Blues Traveler would play with them as well. They they'd interchange members and they'd sit in on each other's gigs. And so they were had a huge following before they got signed. Mm-hmm. even when they got signed, the first EP they released was a live album. They refused to release a studio album. Oh, really? Okay. And then they released Pocketful of Kryptonite yep. and had to battle to get singles put out. And that's yeah. why it took so long.
0: Yeah. Yeah, cuz uh Pocketful of Kryptonite came out in 1991. The first single was 92 with a Little Miss Campy Wrong. And I think it was 18 months after the album dropped that they released the second single, Two Princes, in 1993. Yeah. You have this massive spread between the album coming out and their big song. You really don't think that the band would have succeeded with this album with that sort of plan in place by the, by the record company. Or not plan in place, but uh, the way that they were handled,
1: right? It's shocking to me that a record company wouldn't hear this song and immediately think it'd be a big hit. Yeah. Because it's tough because we're looking back on this. But for us, yeah. we're both in grade 11 when this comes out. Wait, we're both in grade 10 when this comes
0: out. Okay, yeah, yeah.
1: And it was huge. Yeah. Huge. So do you remember when the first time you heard it at all? Um, I don't remember the first time I heard it, but I, I remember
0: distinctly being on a bus and there's two brothers on the bus. Like one was uh, a couple of years older. One was one was in our grade, mm-hmm. and and the older was like, "Hey, hook me up with some of that Spin Doctors and and playing that." And just I remember and people kind of being like, "Yeah, the Spin Doctors are great," and and all this. And it was just they had this really grassroots feel, a grassroots sort of uh, popularity. Yeah. Um. It was part of like, I, I guess they would be one of those like '90s early '90s jam bands, right?
1: Yeah. This is a type of music that was also something your parents would like, too, because it had this feel to me that belonged into some of those pop rock music of the 70s. Yeah. We had Nirvana, Pearl Jam was, was big... I think Smashing Pumpkins. Yeah, Stone Temple
0: Pilots. Yeah, um, yeah, because in 91, like, that's when all those those big albums were were released, right? right? And um, this is coming uh, kind of at the tail end of grunge, because grunge didn't last too much longer than 94, right. 94, it, 95,
1: maybe. Right. So, th- this is coming out of New York, and it's tail end of grunge, so it has those elements of grunge, yep. but it's not grungy. But you have the drums, bass, guitar there's yep. no keyboard there's no saxophone yep. all that this is that classic early 90s rock that we were used to anyways yeah
0: and well like you said it was the gateway to fish but it was also sort of this gateway into college rock bands exactly. right who would expand on on the sound but but it had that uh had that sort of and i hesitate to say but had that sort of dirty hippie feel about
1: it right well he had that beard and the longer hair because he hadn't cut his hair since they got signed he cut in the next album Mm -hmm. and he he wore that sort of toque with the strings on it that the kind of cool hip hippie kids kind of wore when we were in high school yeah
0: i think he wore ponchos oh yeah yeah he definitely wore ponchos oh for sure
1: Right off the hop, the song hits you. It has such a great kind of drum intro.
0: That that opening, yeah. yeah. It, 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 um, it hooks you in, and, yeah. it,
1: and, it, and it's immediately fun. Right? Exactly. And it has that guitar riff. It's not... I don't want to say grungy, because they're not grunge, no. but it's a 90s riff, but it's a little better, too. Like yeah, the, the it's guy, cleaner, right? Yeah, and the guy playing is way better, like Eric Shankman, is way better than just your run-of-the-mill guitarist. So once you get to that part where he does his solo, it's really, really good. And it's better than it ought to be for what the song seems to be.
0: Well, it, it, it seems like this is a this is a band that came from some sort of a musical pedigree, right? You get the feeling that they studied music, right?
1: Right, and they did. So they're, these are all people who studied music. And according to Chris Barron, they play together not because they're friends... So, when they started, they weren't friends at all. It was just like, you're the best singer I know. You're the best guitarist. You're the best bassist. Okay. You're the best drummer. They said they went in and they worked. So, they could hate each other and sometimes they did. Yeah. They'd get into f- arguments and then they'd go out and work. So, this was a job, mm-hmm. not a, hey, we're all a family here.
0: Almost like a session musicians coming together and just creating a band and,
1: yeah. and doing their thing, right? So, this is the early 90s Toto? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not quite. Let's work through the verses. Yeah, the story is about two princes, right? Right, and he, it's from the perspective of what we would think as the pauper, but he refers to himself as a prince. Yeah, I think maybe he's royalty and his, his heart song tells himself that he's royalty, so maybe yeah. that's what it is, right? Okay, let's see, we'll, we'll, we'll figure this out because we're going to analyze it now. Yeah. So, um, one, two princes kneel before you, that's what I said now. Princes, princes who adore you, just go ahead now. One has diamonds in his pockets, and that's some bread now. This one, said he wants to buy you rockets, ain't in his head now. Yeah,
2: one, two, you, that's what I said now. Princess, princess who you, just got...
0: I I get the diamonds and bread and all that other sort of fun stuff, but the rockets don't make a whole lot of sense to me.
1: They don't. So a couple of theories I have working right now in my head is that maybe he does have money, but he deals with weapons. Or he's Elon Musk. Yeah. Oh, oh, good sort of rockets. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Not all rockets are bad. No, right, right. That's true. This is a song where... Because of the sort of uh, jammy, jazzy element, he includes words to help things move along. So, if I were to cut out these sort of extra words, it'd be one, two princes kneel before you, princes who adore you. One has diamonds in his pockets. This one said he wants to buy you rockets. So... These are two different ones, though, right? Yeah. Diamonds and rockets. Yeah. Okay. Well,
0: maybe he he wants to buy her rockets so, you know, they can go to the moon together or something like that. Maybe that's his
1: dream. Right. right? So, right? one has the diamonds, the other wants rockets. Yeah. Okay. Okay. That makes sense. All right. Next verse. This one, he got a princely racket. Should I say that's what I said? That's no. what I say. Well, that's kind of like, in yeah, between. it is.
0: Like, that. that's that filler, that spacer, right?
1: Okay. All right. I'll keep the filler got some big seal upon his jacket ain't in his head now you marry him your father will condone you how about that now you marry me your father will disown you he'll eat his hat now <laughs> i never but, knew that was the lyric i know right there, well, there's so I, many things here
0: there, there are so many lyrics that i didn't know were the actual lyrics for this song <laughs> this one got the princely racket that's what i
2: said now got some
1: I have no idea what "ain't in his head" means. Does that mean he doesn't understand how a rich prince thinks?
0: Um. Well, so I I think uh, it, like he's talking about the the rich prince, right? Yeah. And this is obviously the battle between two princes, going after right. the same princess. Maybe.
1: I oh, don't know. for sure. She's yeah. definitely a princess.
0: Yep. Yeah. Um. So uh, So the the rich guy has a big seal upon his jacket. So he's he's got notoriety. He's got sort of that pedigree and everything. Yeah. And he's saying, like, it's not just in his head. It's, like, it's real, yeah. it's tangible.
1: Yeah. And so, this is a Ivy League school guy. Yeah. Or, like, ex- I mean, I always think they're in high school, but this could be Ivy League school. He's got that seal and all this. And this other guy, he's just in a bar band. Yeah. Well, literally. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I like to eat his hat now, because I've seen that in, like, old movies. yeah. yeah. So, and now we move along to marry him or marry me. I'm the one that loves you, baby, can't you see? I ain't got no future or family tree, but I know what a prince and lover ought to be. I know what a prince and lover ought to be. So that was a, often a, a misheard lyric yeah, too, right? I never knew that's what he was saying.
0: Well, it just everything just sort of mashes into one. A lot of people thought it was either Princeton lover, because Chris Barron came from Princeton, New Jersey. Oh,
1: yeah, yeah. Or prison lover. Oh, that took a turn. That, t- that takes yeah. a big turn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I just thought it was, I know what a pr- prince uh, prince of lover, like, oh, that's a type of lover, a prince lover. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. But, and it makes a whole lot more sense. What do we know about this man? He's got no future or family tree, so we know he doesn't have really any prospects or whatever he's into. But he's got love. He does. He's got love. Is love enough? Uh, yes. If you ask Don Henley and Patty Smythe, they'd say no. Yeah. Well, yeah. Okay. But if we ask Chris Barron, he says yes. I, I,
0: I think he believes that love is enough.
1: Yeah. Do you think love is enough, Frank? I think love can, you know, I don't know. Yes. Right. So now to the chorus said, If you want to call me baby Just go ahead now If you like to tell me maybe Just go ahead now If you want to buy me flowers Just go ahead now And if you'd like to talk for hours Just go ahead now
2: if you want to call me baby Just go ahead now And if you like to tell me Go ahead
0: now. That's a big sort of switch. If you want to buy me flowers, is he talking to the princess about yeah. her buying him flowers? There's this great song called I Want to Buy You Flowers. Uh, it's by a, a French singer called uh, Emily Simone. Mm-hmm. And the premise of it is uh, she wants to buy this boy some flowers. But the line is, uh, I want to buy you uh, flowers. It's too bad you're a boy. And the whole idea is that the only time a woman buys a man flowers is is when the man is dead.
1: Oh, <laughs> buys flowers for the grave. Oh, maybe. Well, is this? Do you think the father might try to kill him? I I think maybe. Okay, well that's certainly possible. Now that really opens things up. Thanks, Frank.
0: Yeah, this this took a really dark turn. This real this fun song took a really really dark turn about well, prison lovers and
1: yeah. dead guys. Well, he's got no future family tree because he's dead. He's yeah, a dead branch on a tree. <laughs> Oh, this is a ghost story. Is Chris Barron a Dracula, maybe? He could be. He would do anything for love. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, and then, of course, with the song, it just repeats and repeats. Yeah. In some ways, almost feels repetitive. If you're listening to the album version, which is 416, but the one on the radio, the single version was like three and a half minutes. Yeah. So they cut it back. Mm-hmm. And the thing that really helps elevate the song, I think, is that electric guitar solo.
0: Yeah, that, that really pushes things. Uh, pushes things through, right? Yeah, it has a. It breaks it up, so it doesn't sound so repetitive all yeah. the time.
1: And he plays with the themes he finds in the song, adds extra things to it, moves around, and just it's almost like one of those talking guitars. Yeah, I uh, went to a podcast to learn all about this. I'm gonna put it in the show notes because it was excellent. So it was from Strong Songs, and they talked about all the special things this did i was going to try to quote it but i immediately forgot all the musical terms (laughs) but it's really good So the, uh, the words repeat, but there is a shift where you have that, I don't know if it's like a bridge because it's right near the end, but, yep. oh baby, just go ahead now, just go ahead now, oh your majesty, just go ahead, come on, forget the king and marry me, just go ahead now. I like that part a lot.
0: Yeah, it's not a bridge because it's, like you said, yeah, it's right at the end, but it's a, it's a nice little ender for, mm-hmm. for the song, right? it doesn't just keep repeating that course over and over and over again it takes a different bit of a play on
1: it and it brings up the dad as the problem not the yeah. other prince yeah, yeah yeah so there isn't really a competition by the end it's it's the dad who's going to eat his hat yeah but really the other prince the old
0: hat eaten dad
1: <laughs> yeah instead it's like forget the king and marry me like yep. leave the castle so she is a princess because yep. he's the king Do you think he's got a shot at this? I think he's got
0: a shot. I mean, he's in a band, right? So that makes him cool. Yeah. So
1: does he make it into the 2000s or does she put him on uh, her own Rolling Stone list of suitors that she's no longer interested 50
0: in? 50 more suitors? <laughs> I don't know. I, I think there's a positive end to this.
1: Okay. All right. Good.
0: And it might not happen right now, but I think I think they end up together
1: eventually. Oh. All right. I like this. You said you had something to say about just go ahead now?
0: Yeah. So the, it's repeated throughout the uh through the song obviously so there's a friend of the band um his name was mickett wilder and i'm hoping that That's i a have that right. yeah it's fantastic he's an older guy that the guys from the band all kind of looked up to and chris barron was was working as a uh, as a bus boy and he kind of reconnected with this girl that he liked from high school and she wanted to meet up with him at the end of his shift and wilder Micket wilder just ran into him and, and uh baron was was telling him the story about oh this is happening this is happening and it was all it's this sort of affirmation it's like go ahead now go on go ahead now go ahead now go go do this like this is like he was encouraging so that's that's where that line came from they really he really liked the line so he just like this is an encouraging line so this is making it into the song and i mean they say it like 87 times in the song too so
1: they do say it a lot Yeah. yeah I like Chris Barron's social media presence. He's on Twitter and he's always responds to people. He's pretty funny. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I I was impressed in his willingness to talk about his music. And he talks about how he still likes playing this song. Okay. And he just he likes his songs. He likes that people come to see it. And he said they don't play it exactly the same every time because you know, they have a background musically where they can improvise a little bit, yeah, but they, they can don't riff and everything, yeah, right? They don't Bob Dylan it. No. So you still know the song you hear. Yeah, yeah. But it, it is a fun song. I, I can imagine that it would still continue to be a fun song to play. I also, just as a listener, I think that it got played so much and it was the number one played song that year. Yeah. And it did get played everywhere you went that it became something you just would turn off but as they kept playing it it's almost like it just came back to yeah. becoming endearing yeah it comes full circle yeah in a quick hurry yeah so re-listening to it just last week i'm like oh man this this is a good song this is fun i think i had it on one of my running playlists just because there's that tempo to it and yeah thing it just and it
0: like i said it it makes me smile when i hear it I mean, it's it's a fun song, but lyrically, it's it's about a struggle, like yearning after someone that uh, you're kind of the, that second prince, right? Right. From his perspective, you're like, it's an uphill battle.
1: You're an underdog. But he's enjoying the battle. So the song sounds so, yeah. like somebody who's got the right perspective. Yeah. You've met people like that who are, like, going for someone who's, who's so-called out of their league, but they have such a positive outlook on life that it's like, okay, this is not... Impossible. I'm right here, Bill. You, oh. you don't. <laughs> okay. Let's try not to be coy here. Okay. You have such a positive outlook. Do I, though?
0: <laughs> okay. I'm always that second prince. Yeah. Holy cow. Yeah. Now, oh, oh, oh,
2: just,
1: just All right, the music videos. There's two music videos. I only saw the one. Yeah, the one. Did you see the one that was like kind of black and white yeah. and they're just kind of playing around? It's sort of a... A nothing much video a typical 90s video to me
0: yeah and they They're had like that kind of like yeah and they had that sort of uh like that vaudeville the script and yeah and everything sort of explaining the the scene or whatever yeah. and uh but it was it was basically a pantomime for the song right like yeah. two guys one uh, both going after the same girl one guy has a better shot than the other and yeah you know it's obviously the uh the underdog that we're that we we're rooting for there and, and for
1: that the song's being sung from his perspective the other video was like a promo okay. where he was wearing a crown and part of it and dancing around and just kind of goofy and then it was a uh, concert scene okay a good i preferred that video okay just because it wasn't as jumpy as the official i'll yep. post them both yeah yeah in the show notes in the show notes Okay, let's take a look at the charts. Yeah, I made a point of taking a look at Canada, UK, and USA. Mm-hmm. So in the US, it was like the number one mainstream track. Like in terms of radio plays, it would be number one. But there's other things that go into Billboard, which I don't understand. No, But it made it up to number seven. So it's number seven on its best week. Number eight is Love Is from Vanessa Williams and Brian McKnight. Mr. Wendell's number nine. Oh, Bed that's of a Roses. Song. Yeah. Bed of Roses, number 10. And that's a song, too. Now, let's talk about the ones above it. Yeah. Number six. You're sitting down. Okay, good. <laughs> Cats in the Cradle. Ugly Kid Joe.
0: <laughs> oh, oh, no. Yeah,
1: that's awful. That is yeah. an awful song. Well, the
0: original's good.
1: Yeah. Jade, Don't Walk Away. I don't remember that song. I vaguely remember it. I Have Nothing, Whitney Houston. That's Bodyguard Sound. Yeah, yeah. Nothing but a G thing, Dr. Dre. Number three. Freak Me by Silk, number two. Oh, I don't know yes that please. one. Yes, please. That's okay. a great song. Okay, I got to go back to that. This New Jack Swing. Okay, number one, biggest reggae song ever.
0: Oh, Informer?
1: Yeah. Oh, Snow.
0: no. Okay,
1: so there you go. That's U.S. Billboards. In Canada, I'll just let you know that it got up to number two. Mm-hmm. But Sting, if I ever lose my faith in you, beat it out. I like that the Canadian reggae artist didn't beat it yeah. in, in Canada. Yeah. That's that's fantastic. We went with the original reggae sting. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And then in UK, it made it up to number three, and above it, all that she wants ace of base, okay. and I can't help falling in love with you. You be forty. Oh yeah. I feel that's a bit of an ugly kid Joe, but yeah. it's not ugly kid Joe. So, no. And they at least had red red wine. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. There you go. There's there's your charts. But you'd think with how much Two Princes gets played, yeah. it would be above all of these because I hear Two Princes way more.
0: Oh yeah, it, it it endures more more so than than those other songs, I think.
1: Okay. Categories? Yeah,
0: let's hit some categories.
1: All right, so let's take a look at mixtape or song universe.
0: Okay. So I went with the theme of uh songs that Two Princes potentially open the door for okay so these are all mid-90s college rock
1: oh good okay
0: uh, band not bands but uh college rock sort of music right yep so ants marching dave matthews band good call all i want Toad the wet sprocket okay everything falls apart dog's eye view closer to free by the bodines
1: and then hey jealousy gin blossoms. Oh, good. That's good. That's a good call. Hey Jealousy very close. Yeah. yeah. In in a way. Okay. For my mixtape, which is actually we just put it in as one playlist, but yeah, for mine I was going to do overplayed 90s. Oh, okay. But then I changed it to songs within the universe. Oh, okay. I want to go back. So these are songs about choosing between two lovers ah. or trying to win someone over. Who's not your current lover and they're with somebody else?
0: There's one of them called Frank's Song.
1: (laughs) That was what's heard for the boy. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Okay.
0: Well, yeah. There's so many songs we do that are about me. Yeah.
1: yeah. First one is pretty close in sound and in topic. Hard to handle Black Crows. Okay. Okay. Next one, Take a Chance, ABBA. Okay. Take a Chance on me. Leave that other person taylor swift you belong with me okay so that and you make me wanna usher yes (laughs) and then one more which is right on the nose torn between two lovers do you remember that song no mary mcgregor torn between two lovers treated like a fool okay okay vaguely remember this That is my mixtape, which will destroy the flow of your mixtape. Yeah, okay. <laughs> thanks. Would this be a Hallmark movie? I think it would be. Yeah, I think pretty much this seems like a very typical Hallmark movie yeah, in a way. Yeah, yeah. And, and it's the one
0: where, obviously, the uh, the pauper wins out at
1: the Yeah, end. You know, for sure. Yeah, this this is definitely a pretty easy, any sort of love story movie would, would do this. Yeah. But it, it played on a number of different uh, soundtracks, too, in
0: the, like, Oh, Mid, right, okay. Mid-90s too, right? This song? Yeah, yeah. Uh, the only one that's really coming to me right now is, uh, um, it played in a scene in uh, So I Married an Axe Murder.
1: Oh, right. Okay, that's now coming back to me. All right. Okay, I got a category that we've tried before. Okay. It's History of the Time. So Oh, I what's gonna, happening around yeah. uh, in 93. In 93, right around when it hits its peak on the charts. Yeah. All right, so I'm going to do two parts. One is history history, which mm-hmm. is sad, and then pop culture history. Fun history. Yeah. So sad history has the Zambia football team all dying in that plane crash, the soccer team. Do you remember that? They lost the whole team. Sorry. Thanks. Okay, next. What a downer. I know. Waco. Happened right oh. around, yeah, that was actually literally around the time it was at its Peak Waco happened. Yeah. Monica Sellis got stabbed.
0: Oh, I remember yeah. that.
1: Yeah. And I'd like to also include this as one of the historical tragedies of the time, WrestleMania 9. Oh. Yeah. Hogan winning in 22 seconds over Yokozuna, just, uh, <laughs> and the, the giant <laughs> Gonzalez and Undertaker, one of the worst matches ever. Oh, yeah. geez. Lots of disqualification finishes. Terrible WrestleMania. Yeah. Now, we'll go to pop culture history of the time. Okay. Okay. All right. First, I'm just actually, the pop culture history is, we're going to go with just TV shows and what happened. Because in a way, that really is the history, because we're teens at the time. Yeah. We're watching lots of TV. Yeah. Okay. So, um, let's go through that. So, let's start with uh, what happened on Murder, She Wrote at the time. (laughs) Okay. Uh, In Lone Witness, a delivery boy is the only witness to a customer's murder. And that delivery boy, played by Neil Patrick Harris. Oh, wow. Yeah, okay. Fresh Prince.
0: It's amazing that that delivery boy went
1: to medical school and became Doogie Howser. He could have been killed. Yeah. Thank goodness for Jessica Fletcher. Yeah. (laughs) always seemed to be around when there was a murder. Jessica Fletcher could have been, like, history's greatest serial killer. She has to be. I think so. Fresh Prince, Six Degrees of Graduation. Clever play on words, because that movie had just come out. Oh, yeah. And that's where Will is failing music, and then he has to sing at the graduation ceremony with a bunch of children so he can pass. Okay. Yeah. As a teacher, you can't really come up with that at grad night, because if he he doesn't do it, then you can't fail him. They've already printed the transcripts. Yeah, exactly. Fresh Prince, come on. Yeah. Full House Prom Night episode... DJ and Steve go to the prom where Steve and his ex girlfriend are announced king and queen of the prom. Oh, and DJ, oh, that's awkward for her. Yeah, that is. Good thing she dated that hockey player afterwards. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Well, dated and married.
1: That's right. <laughs> Wonder Years series finale. Okay. By then, no one was really watching it.
0: Yeah, it was kind of, yeah.
1: Yeah. So it's I, still a good
0: show, though. Good
1: show. Simpsons Whacking Day, where they're gonna kill all the oh, okay. snakes. All the snakes, yeah. yeah. Okay. My favorite Seinfeld episode, the Smelly Car.
0: Oh, okay. That came <laughs> out.
1: Beverly Hills has a couple episode arc that culminates in Donna Martin graduates.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: So there you go. TV history. <laughs> So, other. Scat? Oh, yes, thank you. Special category. <laughs> Who's the best scatter? Now, we're not going to include jazz musicians in this no. because that's unfair, but we're going to go with scatting outside of your lane. So, like
0: scatting in rock songs.
1: Yeah. yeah. So, we have the famous scat in this song. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we'll play it here. All right, now let's put it against some competition—a modern scat, Harry Styles scat, in songs for a sushi restaurant. Okay, that (laughs) decent scatting there. Decent, yeah. Now, who's winning that one? You're gonna give it to Chris, or you're gonna give it to Harry? I'm giving it to Chris. Okay, okay, Chris, you beat out Harry Styles. Next up, you're going up against Anthony Kiedis of the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Okay, who's winning? I still give give it uh, Spin Doctors, Chris Barron. Okay, next up, Chris Barron versus Kim Cattrall.
0: Oh. <laughs> oh this is so terrible yeah.
1: yeah chris wins this oh chris wins this okay well done chris so far how about robert plant in led zeppelin's what is and whatever should be I think Chris Barron wins just because so. he gives a more a more real scat.
0: That's a great list of like, scatters, but we're, we're missing David Lee Roth from uh, Just a Gigolo. He might be the second prince on this one.
2: Bozy bozy bop. City bop. bop. I ain't got
1: All right, so if I'm the king, if I'm eating my hat with Chris Barron, I'm jumping into the river if it's David Lee Roth. Yeah. Chris Barron, you get the win.
0: Yes, absolutely.
1: (laughs) And now, just to keep you humble, as every prince should be, here's Marvin Gaye's What's Going On. Chris, you had a great run.
0: Sorry, Chris, you uh you might be able to take down a prince, but you can't take down a king.
1: Yeah. I can't imagine a cover that works.
0: No. Um they did do a a, a version of the song on Sesame Street though. Oh really? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. So uh I mean it's not a cover because it was the
1: spin doctors who did it, but uh I'm satisfied with the Muppets doing. Oh spin I think
0: doctors. so, yeah. I, I I think I think the Muppets lend themselves to to this song.
2: But this one says, If you try my wagon, how glad you'll be now. That one says, Hey, he's only bragging, so please with me now. One says, he's got a tennis racket and a pool now. One says, I did my left adjactic, which almost cool now. you had a really
0: good Here we are, we're looking at two princes and kind of the story that that unfolds around it, and I think uh, the the song kind of resonates with us. Being a uh, underdog sometimes. The podcast is a bit of an underdog. Yeah. But we want to thank all of our listeners who spend time with us every single week and listen to our episodes and uh, enjoy the podcast, give us feedback and everything. I just want to say, like, if you would like to buy us flowers, you can go ahead now. And if you'd like to talk for hours the way we do, just go ahead now.
1: Thanks for listening to Bill and Frank's Guilt-Free Pleasures do ba do doo, be doo be doo doo doo, be doo